Welcome to my gorgeous son. Ah, oh, the only Canadian podcast where a boy is forced to encounter men that his dad brings on a podcast for the sake of his career. Yeah, that's what it is. Is that good? That's what we're doing. Uh, I always try to get it as tight as possible, the premise. It's only been like 40 times you've done this. It, every time I say it, I re- that's the first time I remember what it is. <laughs> I Normally, I think of this podcast as three guys, one of whom has a needlessly cartoonish voice talking about the culture of the day. Is it the? I guess we, we don't even really talk about the no. culture of the day. These we don't talk about. I wish we were a little more pop culture ish. Here's here's the real description of our podcast. What is it? Three guys, one of whom has a cartoonishly gravelly voice, talking about hooves and Silent Bob. Yeah, okay, there. <laughs> that that's, is our entire. That's closer. Our entire podcast. Oh, welcome! It's so fun. You know what? We've cruised through October. We're into November. By the time this comes out, it might be December. Christmas is looming. I'm so excited. You're stoked up. I love Christmas so much. Why do you love Christmas so much? Because I'm just a very cynical, sad person. And Christmas is like this this one time where I, I don't know, feel something. That's interesting. It feels like you took, you're like Scrooge who learned the lesson wrong. You learned not to be Scrooge, but only for a bit every year. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> Everyone, it's Christmas. Get Take advantage of this now, because come January, this is all going away. I'm going to tax the fuck out of you. Come the first. That's pretty much how I feel. I mean, like, honestly, around December 1st, or even sometimes, like, into November, I get this feeling, get excited, I decorate, I put up the Charlie Brown Christmas tree that I bought a long time ago, and I put up lights, and everything just feels wonderful. Yeah, I remember all those uh, memories I have of you whistling and carrying your Christmas tree through the Remembrance Day ceremonies. You couldn't be stopped. There's a deal on. You yeah, well, care. they shouldn't be selling Christmas trees before, you know, uh, Remembrance Day. But yeah. I but I saw it. It was cheap, so I bought it. Listen, I get it. Not a Poppy fan. Speaking I, of which. Wait a second. Okay, all right, sure. Yeah, no, you're not a Poppy fan. Yeah, I'm not a Poppy fan. All right, everyone. I, I, I'm not a Poppy fan. I don't like poppies. I'm one of those people. And he doesn't like them. And yeah. he only likes what poppies can give him. That nice, nice opium. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You're trying to, you're personally trying to keep the opium trade alive in uh, 2019, not as a heroin thing. Yeah, as a pure, you want an opium den experience. As like an old school, like early 19th century thing. Yeah, you've gone it, yeah. in front of City Hall multiple times, seeking a permit to open an opium den. Yeah, in the downtown core. And you famously screamed at a bunch of veterans outside of Legion demanding that you should be allowed to smoke opium in the Legion. Yeah. And turn that into an opium den. Yeah. And then they well, asked you why, and you didn't have an answer. Yeah, I just said Remembrance Day, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So Remembrance Day is upon us, or it's past us now. It's past us. Way past. But listen, we did, this was brought to my attention. We did not discuss the Don Cherry fiasco. <laughs> oh. We got some hot takes. We got some hot takes for everyone in Canada, I guess. Anyone who's listening in America, should we explain who Don Cherry is? Yes, yes. no one gives a shit Oh my in God, yes. Anyone listening around the world. So, someone, how do we, how do we explain this man Don- who's haunted the Canadian psyche for 50 years? I would say Don Cherry is a starched collar personified. That's and, interesting, um, because he wears the most flamboyant suits. Yeah, that's what I mean. Isn't that a like a starch collar, like a really stiff collar? Oh, sure. I guess I think of it more in terms of like formal business wear, though. Oh, yeah. But no, right. but his collars are actually starched and they're really high. Yeah, they're okay. literally starched holding his head up. Okay. And that head is a screaming tomato, I guess. I don't know. I don't really follow hate, hockey. Hate, yeah, we hate well. Don Cherry. I, yeah, okay. We do. Yeah. He yeah, said the, a terrible uh, the, thing. His collars are like the scarf in that one uh, horror short story you read in school. Where yeah. when the lady takes her scarf off, her head falls off. Yeah. So that was him. That was him all along. And recently he screamed his own head off, and then we were forced <laughs> to mercy kill him. For real, how would you describe Don Cherry to listeners who don't know who he is? I'm trying to think of an American equivalent, but it's just like some Fox News personality, I guess. I guess. He was on Sean Hannity. Was it Sean yeah, Hannity? He's kind of, he'd like the Bill O'Reilly of hockey, I guess. Yeah, that Sure. Track? The Bill uh, like an sure. old angry guy. More bluster, less time on the air. He yeah. only gets to talk once a week for <laughs> five minutes. And That's he uses true. that time. He milks that time. He's like a caged dog. Once those, once he gets those five minutes, he just starts yapping. Yeah. Uh, I saw a documentary, a little mini documentary on, on him. 
uh, after this whole thing happened <laughs> and like his process and how he just practices his lines over and over again and he asks you Wait, know he practices his oh lines. yeah he's like you gotta get your stick on the ice and he's like what do you think is that good he's like ah, like he would ask people around he would try the tone and everything like a yeah. like a fucking foreigners, comedian. foreigners no no foreigners <laughs> how does that sound does that sound genuine enough does that sound fun he so okay. Listen, this you guys have done a terrible job explaining who he is because you've literally danced around the core things that make him who he is. He's a former hockey coach who coached oh, for right. like a small amount of time. Then he went became a hockey commentator for something called Hockey Night in Canada, which played every once a week, every week for decades, fifty years, fifty years, and the he, most watched show in Canada. And right after the first intermission, there's a ten minute chunk where he. And this guy named Ron McLean, who's the saddest straight man in the history of comedy. Oh, wow. He just sits there that and fucking takes it. <laughs> he just, he wears these suits with, that look like old wallpaper from a wallpaper era. And he just goes to town. And he hates, he's traditionally hated Europeans. He hates the French. He hates anyone who's not like Anglo-Saxon hockey player. Big, meaty hockey player. Yeah. He celebrates guys who beat the shit out of other guys. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't like the Europeans because they're too fast. And they they, they bring too much razzle-dazzle. Yeah. <laughs> Everything he said for too 50 years skill. has been coded for get homosexuality out of my sport. <laughs> but now he's pivoted to immigrants, and that was a bridge too far. Yeah. And uh, he was recently canceled, <laughs> which, of course, he could not understand because it was probably the least of what he said in his entire life. Yeah, I mean... Honestly, I'm surprised that he was fired because, like, he's been saying this for literally decades, you know? The game changed. But, you the know, man did, are... The player didn't change. The game changed. Yeah, I guess so. And it's Ron... hard to feel too bad for him, except in as much as you feel bad for any 85-year-old man who's been <laughs> enabled his entire life yeah. and is suddenly being reprimanded right before the grave. You're like, don't reprimand him now. Yeah. The grave awaits. Jeez, yeah. I, I wonder who else, what other 85-year-old celebrity did that happen to? It's literally the Scrooge story. <laughs> it's literally was... ancient old Scrooge being taught a lesson needlessly late. I was going to say Bill Cosby, but yeah. Oh, I see oh, that right. too. Scrooge of the South. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, so, oh, let him, just let his legacy live on. <laughs> yeah, let, let him yeah. keep saying this shit. But honestly, I feel like, and I don't think this is the right opinion, but I do have a certain, like, you know how you just let your grandparents say shit? Yeah. Because they're going to die right away. I kind of feel the same <laughs> way. Like, I, I've i hated Don, Ron, what's his name? Don Cherry. <laughs> My whole life, I think. And now I feel bad for him. And I don't, I don't know if I'm... A bad person or what? No, I mean, I, I think it is. It's just the old guy thing, the grandpa thing. It's, you know? the, it's the old guy grandpa yeah. thing. It's you know, it's just someone getting caught off by a changing culture that, of course, they would <laughs> yeah. not have kept track of. But yeah. whatever, who gives a shit? He's like, he is He's, probably ultimately a force for bad. I've never watched a full hockey game. I don't think in my life. So what? What? Uh, three periods. Yeah, three periods. Yeah, I don't want to be like that person on what was it, The Social or something? Who now? She's. You hear about oh, that? Andy, we're gonna, She's get, gonna you get so the social. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get social. It's yeah. so funny whenever the right wing tries to get retribution against the left by playing the same game, and which granted sometimes they do very successfully, but it's always like. <laughs> Well, now you're canceled for saying it's all white boys who play hockey, like in a glib sort of throwaway way. Yeah. Very no. fun. <laughs> and we don't care about the social. You could cancel the whole show as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, but what about the precedent? They don't <laughs> yeah. deserve that. I mean, here's here's my official. Yeah. What's your official social. take on the social? If you're going to cancel it, don't cancel it for this. <laughs> yeah. Cancel it for the greatest, greater social ill of somehow making the view look good. Don't, for, bring, for shining too bright a light on Canadian inadequacy. That we can't even live up to the worst parts of American culture. I bet if we tried to make our Wendy Williams show, somehow we would turn the entire Canadian people into Wendy Williams fans. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, what she does is pretty hard. I can't believe Sandy uh, McGregor... Uh, thought she could pull that off. People don't. People watch this. So, do they watch it? No, I don't think people. They just watch line anything. up to be on it in the Much Music Building. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's all I know about the social is people want to be on it. Oh my god. They want to be on the in the. Audience. Well, I, that's the first time I've really heard of the social was uh, when that uh, w- woman yelled at the. Uh, I guess it was the 
hockey kids or something like that. She said something like, "Hockey kids are." Oh uh, right, is it the same? The same lady. Listen, I got I did a, a stand up comedy show last night. Yep, Dad's getting into it. Oh okay. <laughs> and there was a group of twenty hockey players there, and they did, did bully me. And so <laughs> what she said was right. Come for me, Theo Fleury. Yeah. Hockey I, kids are bullies. What did they I do? Straight what did up they hate say? Wow, well, they were just rude. And then in the middle of my set, they shouted to their friend Dougie, which felt too <laughs> on the nose. That felt way too a on the Canadian nose. Canadian hockey player named Dougie. Like you could live in fucking Bangladesh and be writing a script about hockey and know nothing, and you'd still be like, "I bet one of them's named Dougie." <laughs> like that's too much. If you're named Dougie and you play hockey, uh, yep, you might be a that's what you are. Don't, don't come after the hockey players, man. They'll, they'll, I'll go after every fucking hockey player. What, are you going to tape a fucking yeah. broom in my ass? You assault me, I'll come for your families. I'm taking I, down the hockey establishment. It fucking sucks. Hockey sucks. Oh, I don't know if shit. you guys know this, but my uh, bully through, from middle school throughout high school was a professional hockey player. A professional? And it wasn't a child who became a professional hockey player. I was bullied by uh, Todd Bertuzzi. What are you talking about? I swear about? to... I'm not even joking. This is not a bit... What? My friend from uh, Waterloo, his, his dad was like an investment banker or something, and Todd Bertuzzi was his client and also a good friend. And he would come by all the time. And then one day, uh, he and Todd Bertuzzi invited us to his house, like his mansion in, like outside of Kitchener. And first, first strike was that I commented what a beautiful home he had. That was a strike. Which was a strike again. He just looked at me. He weird. thought that he thought was that a was manly thing to not, say. Yeah, he's like, what the hell? How old were you? When... Uh, this must have been like grade seven or eight. Okay. Oh, so he was like, what um, What a weird kid to say that. Yeah. Okay. And then, so then he busts out a rainbow pack of sodas. We remember the rainbow pack, cr- orange crush, oh, cream sure. soda, oh, grape wow, crush, nice. and mugs. I picked the cream soda. Okay. Which was strike two. Okay, it was pink. <laughs> I should have picked mugs. <laughs> should have picked mugs. But also, he should have had barks. Yeah, if you if you get offered a rainbow sucks. pack, you got to go with brown. That's <laughs> yeah. the only manly color in the rainbow. <laughs> and then, okay, then he, we had to play hockey. Like all my friends wanted oh. to play, wanted to play hockey, and I didn't. I was trying to get out of it. And he's like, "No, nah, like it's fine. Like you can play on my team against." My other friend, my other friends were hockey players. I've never had played hockey in my life. Right. And now I'm like on his team and like letting him down <laughs> throughout the game. And he's like getting so mad at me. Wow. And then uh, I, I think I ducked at a ball instead of catching or playing it. I don't know how to play catching it with your face. Honestly, the way you're talking right now, I want to bully <laughs> yeah. you. I want to fucking wedgie you and flush you in a toilet. You're fucking up so much. And then he called me. Todd Bertuzzi called me Everard Dildo. <laughs> oh, wow. And then he punched you in the back of the Which, head and you flopped to the ice yeah. and broke your spine and your career was over. Which was a funny nickname. But then he like called me that uh, for the rest of my life, I guess. Like, anytime I saw him again. Everard Dildo? Yeah. Todd Bertuzzi did this? So th- was this before or after he literally This was a few years the before the, the controversy. The con- then, yeah, so then a few years later, he famously punched a guy in the back of the head and I yeah. guess broke his skull or some shit. He and knocked like, him Oh, he before. looks like a real grumpy man. Yeah. yeah. I've never, I don't know. He's like a wild Can I guy. In my memory, he looks like Razor Ramon. Oh, he doesn't look like Razor Ramon. He's like a, I don't know, just a tall, like strong friend. man. Uh, yeah, he looks like a grumpy dude. Anyway, I saw him a couple of years ago at my friend's wedding, and um, did he call you that? He did not call me that. He did not remember <laughs> me, but he did kiss my friend's mom on the mouth for some reason. Wow. <laughs> So that's interesting. It's I hate just... hockey players, I think, because Wow, all right. All right, we're all coming out hard against hockey players. I had bad experiences with hockey players, too, but that's just because they always got all the girls in high school. Yeah. So. <laughs> Wait, so how did that... <laughs> they just scooped them all up, none left for Andy? There was just no way to get any kind of, like, girl in high... They, it was just all hockey players. It just you had... sound like such a school shooter right now. <laughs> I know I do. I sound like an incel, but, like, it was true. That's the thing. I, me and my no friends, get any me girls. and my friends were incels, but not in a way that's like what? bad. We were incels, but not bad incels. We were like we we were definitely involuntarily celibate. We, we you know, we, well, but, yeah. but also we, you were a kid. But we though. blamed ourselves. We're like we're fucking losers. We can't play hockey, obviously. 
Obviously, we shouldn't have sex with anyone. Like, we don't know what we're doing. I'm not going to shoot anybody. This is sad. You're making me sad. Why? There was, surely, but Andy, there's nerd girls in school. No, no. There's women all Not those girls. Not in my school. (laughs) My school was not that. It was a hockey playing school. It was a, they were just not, it was, I was in French immersion. You know, and what, in an all boys class? No, no, but they were all, they were all (laughs) older men. Men. Yeah, like honestly, honestly, kind of men. They oh, were like wow. fucking. It was weird. It was a different time. Let's and not we were, know. yeah, we Let's were not dive too far into. Yeah, this. I'm not gonna dive into that. I wasn't one of the men. I was just a kid. It was like, man, this sucks. Andy raises a good point that the media is so quick to talk about the evil incels and they forget the good incels. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I just want to formally apologize to Andy for sending him to uh, Lolita Senior High School. <laughs> I shouldn't have done it. I should have known. What I mean, we were they weren't—they weren't like men, men. They were just quite older. It was weird. They had like mustaches, and some had beards and cars, and it just wasn't appropriate. But you know. went to high school in the fifties, so this makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did go to high school in the fifties. It is time to meet our illustrious guest this week, and we're so excited to have him because, as Andy has already stated, big Christmas fans here in this house. And this guy knows all about that. He is Toronto's foremost, most popular, cool mall Santa. And I'm just reading his name and realizing that we might have a connection to something we were talking about earlier. It's Mike Bertuzzi. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on the show. Glad to be here. Oh, this is great. So I'm going to ask about your family name. But first, I want to know, what is a cool mall Santa? That's an excellent uh, question. And uh, so you guys, uh, you're, you're not children anymore. Some of us are quite old, actually. Uh, who here used to go to the mall and sit on a mall Santa's lap and get your picture taken? You get like a candy cane, maybe you cry, you get a funny picture, and you tell the mall Santa what you want. It's very, you're in, you're out. It's very, uh, frankly, boring. Yeah. And it sucks. No yeah. one likes it. Yeah. Stop doing it, honestly. It was too dull. It's embarrassing. So what I did, I started a firm and... Uh, I am a cool mall Santa. What does that mean? Well, I ha- I don't do any of that boring stuff other mall Santas do. What I do do is I guide the children who sit on my lap through a hallucinatory experience. So I give them a little drink. I put some either some LSD or some uh, some K or ayahuasca. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, some DMT, and I sort of guide them through a hallucination. It's all very safe uh, for the most part. And it's more interesting than your average, you know, mall Santa ho-hum experience. So that's what I offer. I have dozens of questions. (laughs) But the first one is, so so I'm assuming this is not like, like I'm assuming each of these kids is sitting on your lap for a bit. Uh, Depending on their constitution, their weight, and their height, uh, they react to the drugs differently. So, you know, if it's a sort of skinny, small kid, I'll be there for three hours sometimes. If it's a sort of beefier kid... Maybe an hour. Yeah. Wait, but oh. isn't a, an ayahuasca trip like a week? Well, um, <laughs> like a day's long. Well, that specifically, yes. That that's the longest one. That and I charge more for that one. But but uh, you'll be in a mall through <laughs> multiple days. So I'm there. Yeah. I mean, I I'm allowed to live in the mall during an ayahuasca guided experience. Yes. But do the kids, wow. so the kids know that they're getting drugs. They don't know, but the parents do. Oh, so the parents. Yeah. The parents choose oh, it, okay. and they're okay. like, "You're gonna remember this. You're gonna you're gonna look back on this fondly. You'll never look at Christmas the." same way wow. uh, as before. Wow. What's the age oh range God. for the kids that you have going uh, on? <laughs> That's a really good question. Like two through ten. That, two through two, ten. Yeah. So two this, through ten. You're yeah. describing crime, but for the sake of keeping this moving, <laughs> let's pretend that this is on the up and up or even justify that at some point. I'm going to say this to you. This to me sounds wonderful. Well, it is wonderful. Yeah. I think uh, too many kids are caught up in, is this a reaction to consumerism? Um, yeah, because Christmas, it's, it's like the Charlie Brown Christmas thing or the, uh, you know, the over-commercialization of Christmas. It's inauthentic. Uh, it has little to do with the original meaning of a Christmas, <laughs> which, you know? is. which is what I'm getting back to by <laughs> doing a cool mall Santa guided hallucination experience. And what, in your opinion, is the original meaning of Christmas as it ties into what you're doing? Well, it's the obviously the birth of uh, Jesus, uh-huh. who is God's son. So what I guide the children to is I guide them back to the manger so in their in their mind wow. they're hallucinating they're, they're they're present 
when Mary gives birth to Christ. Wow, so you're giving them like verbal prompts to sort of get them there. To get them back to that manger in Bethlehem to see that head come out. Oh, wait, to the actual birth moment. So they're they're seeing that Jesus Christ come from a vagina. They're seeing, I mean, they're also, that's not all they're seeing. They're also seeing the camel. They're seeing the goat. Oh, the camel, of course. They're seeing the three wise men. They're seeing Joseph pacing around going, am I ready to be a dad? (laughs) And of course, the afterbirth. What a nuanced picture that you've painted for these kids. So do you have a manger scene or are they just sitting on your lap? No, no, it's all all me, you know, uh, guiding them there with verbal cues, maybe sometimes shaking them a bit or... uh, (laughs) Oh, like a D-box experience. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah, very similar to that. Breathing in the back of their neck, like kind of like the camel's breath. Yes. I have one quick question though, because usually when I think small Santa, I think lines of people and then like your helper elves taking pictures, you know, those kind of things like teenagers. Yeah, there are still pictures. So, but... Are, okay. Are people in, like, are they waiting? Because these things take hours, right? Like, there is, I mean. Are people watching this happening? People are watching. It's in the mall. So people are shopping. People are in the food court, you know, eating their A&W burger uh, while I'm guiding a child through a psychedelic uh, experience, a hallucination. But, uh, yeah, there, I can only see a limited number of kids each season because it takes so long. Right. So they sign up well in advance. Yeah, we open uh, we open the website uh, sign up sheet in August. Okay, and what's and what's the URL for this? It's uh, coolcanadianmallsanta.ca. <laughs> cool Canadian Mall Santa. So is there are there other countries that have the cool mall Santa? Vibe? Yeah, there's, it's like in America. It's coolcanadianmallsanta.com. Oh, it's always Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> and in the UK, it's like coolcanadianmallsanta.co.uk. Yeah. Right. So is this? Yeah. And it's not just you. Clearly, there's multiple. There's many of you. Yeah, I've trained. My, I call them my disciples. Very not not to make myself sound like like Jesus, but I do have some you know trainees, and I I. I train them to also guide children through these hallucinations. Now, yeah. there is another cool Santa in Toronto. Was he what, the guy at Yorkville Mall? The, oh, the, the silver fox? Santa. Yeah, yeah, he was like yeah. a like an sort of uh, like a male model type Santa. Yeah, he's kind of like that Dos Equis guy, like a yeah. smooth, suave man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't night, respect that guy. a fitted Santa oh. suit. <laughs> you, you don't respect is him? That, I don't respect so he's that not guy. one of your disciples? Well, he doesn't know. I mean, sure, he looks good on camera, maybe. Probably better looking than me. I'll, you know, I'll admit it, but he doesn't know the first <laughs> thing about guiding children through uh, hallucinations. So, is right, he really that's Santa? True. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, it sounds like that should be the key qualification above all. Yeah. Can I latch on to just one detail you lot? You... Uh, be my guest. <laughs> so you dropped this earlier when you were listing the drugs. I have heard of most of those drugs in the context of a guided experience. I've never heard of a guided ketamine experience. Well, you should bring your do you uh, well you do have a son. Bring your sign up your son and I'll I'll show him a guided uh, K experience. I'm 41 years old. I don't need a okay, guided so uh K experience. I may I beg to differ. All right. Andy? I think that Andy would do well. I mean, I am willing to make an exception. I usually the cutoff age is 10. Could I guide a 41-year-old man through a K experience? I I guess I could try. I'm not doing K. I've never done any hard drugs. Get but you've never had a guide. Yeah. It's Christmas. <laughs> Get in the Christmas spirit. That's not what Christmas is to me. Well, what's Christmas to you? Christmas Christmas yeah. is you know, cookies and, and lights and family and, and like uh, carols and snow. It's oh not my K. God. You just made my hard dick soft talking about all that bullshit. Oh, you got right. a hard dick talking about <laughs> Cool, K-Hals. Santa, make my dick hard again. Is that what the, Okay. Uh, abracadabra. <laughs> wow. Did you know that uh, Santa... sprinkled ayahuasca on my dick. (laughs) That's part of the services I offer. Yeah. Um, So you're looking good. Thank you. You are dressed in a Santa garb, but there are some, there's some tweaks that you've made to make yourself, I would say, look a little bit more psychedelic. Yes. It's, it's a tie-dyed Santa outfit. Yeah. And see what I wrote on the back of my, uh, What's it? I guess it's a cape. Yeah. I mean, it's often a coat, but this is a cape, I guess. Yeah, I'm saying, it's my Santa cape. Yeah. I wrote the word drugs. Oh, yeah. Cape. You've just written nice. drugs. That's nice. Oh, and you've and got a... I like how it's sparkly, too. It's yeah, very, yeah. Very sparkly. Oh, I like how your big belt buckle is a Grateful Dead skull. Yes. Yeah, with that lightning bolt going through it. I just thought it'd be it's thematically all of a piece. Oh, Dude, this yeah. is cool. cool. You're, you're barefoot and your toenails are painted. Yeah. That's fun. All the colors of the rainbow. That's right, including Ev's favorite, brown. <laughs> Do any of these kids ever have a bad trip that you have to deal with, given that you're a guide? Oh, about 30%. Oh, 30%? Wow. Yeah. That is 
a knockout percent. That's... Some of them, yeah, don't really make it. Um, make wait, it. Sometimes they, make they, it? They, they get broken uh, <laughs> during their oh, hallucination, and they're not. They're never quite the same, I guess, is how I would describe it. Listen, no judgment. As someone who sent his kids to Lolita Senior High School, I get how it can go. <laughs> kids are tender. Yeah, so sometimes the kids don't. Uh, they're never the same and the parents are a little upset, but it is, I do make all of that clear in the waiver that the parents have to sign. That's kind of the parents' fault then. They should have known Absolutely. their child's brain wasn't ready to yeah. open up in that kind of way. We've yeah. only lost one, like, only one kid has died in the three years I've been doing it. That's uh, not bad. That's yeah. not bad. What? No, it's good, actually. Oh, Andy, that's too many? Yeah, that's too, one is too, not, uh, Andy, we have killed more than that on this podcast. <laughs> Kids die every day, Andy. Open your eyes. Yeah. Just last week, Silent Bob laid his first egg, and then you ate it, thinking it was breakfast egg. And he <laughs> I, was fucking devastated. I've never there seen a th- human lay an egg before. There were three si- little potential Silent Bobs in there. <laughs> why do you think Silent Bob was uh, arranging all those rags into a nest? Yeah, why, yeah, Andy? I, I, I don't know. I guess I, guess I should have noticed. And I don't know why I... <laughs> Ate an, an, an egg off a floor in a pile of rags myself. I oh, no, I was no. hungry, I guess. You were hungry. I was really hungry. You were so hungover. You you kept saying that you had the hungies. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you kept saying, oh, what a fortuitous egg. Yeah. I heard just... you say it multiple times. Lying on the floor. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you kept saying, life finds a way. Life <laughs> finds a way as you crack the egg. And now Silent Bob, you may have noticed the silent gentleman lurking around in all black because that's his morning wear. Mourning, oh. as in he's mourning the death of his egg. He always wears black. Not like this much black. Is that why he's always dressed in, in, in black right now? That's why he's dressed in black right now, and he's wearing a black veil, Andy. That's not normal. Oh. Okay, no, it isn't. You're right. And I'm he's sorry. being suspiciously extra silent. He's not oh, even boy. making sounds when he steps when his footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> he's being stealthy. He's beyond silent. He should, yeah. He's, uh, he's really upped his game recently in terms of silence. Have you met Silent Bob before? Do you know this man? I should say it's not the same one from the movies, and he hates that comparison. Okay, maybe I have my wires crossed here. But by appearances, he is in every way like that. But just don't draw that comparison. You're probably confused because right, right. he's wearing a black hockey jersey. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ours has wings. <laughs> but um, but have you met this one or the real one before? Um, I've never met either, but I've certainly enjoyed the movies from the famous one. Yeah, there's yeah. a new one coming out. Yes, yeah. Oh, from, thank God. From my favorite New Jersey filmmaker, Kevin Smith. He's, he's your number one. Yeah. What's another New Jersey filmmaker? Is Jonathan Demi from New Jersey? Why did I think that? Is Roberto Benini from? <laughs> yeah, Roberto <laughs> Benini. <laughs> hey, life is beautiful. <laughs> Just a different kind of Italian. He directed I guess. the uh, Dancing in the Dark video, I believe, because another New Jersey boy, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Wait, what about Zach Braff? Is he from New Jersey? Oh, Zach Braff. Oh, he's got to be because he paid State. homage in Garden State. Golden Sun. Oh. He, so he's number one, I guess. Garden State was great. Kevin Smith and Zach Braff <laughs> going head to head. Have you? Did you guys ever see the show um, where Zach Braff starts a podcast network and he has to like mortgage his entire family's oh my God. future to start a podcast <laughs> network? And then at the and then the end of the I only saw the trailer, but at the end of the trailer, his wife's like. Uh, I'm just upset because, and then he interrupts, because I spent our kid's entire college fund to open a podcast network. And then she says, because you lied to the person you swore to tell the truth to your entire life. It's like a heartwarming story wow. about a fucking moron yeah. who somehow needed that much money to start podcasts. She should have just said, yes, that's why. You're an idiot. That's a massive I, part of yeah, why. Yeah. I, I spent uh, $1 million on three microphones, honey. <laughs> Your tie-dye thing reminded me. I was on Salt Spring Island in BC, which is like a oh, kind of... Nice. It's kind of like a... It's got a hippie vibe, but everyone there has money, mostly. You know, so it's like a weird vibe. But uh, there's like some genuine bona fide hippies. And and there was like an outdoor concert. And one of these guys, a guy who just like, like like a white guy with like very like long dreadlocks, dressed all in psychedelia, like with like a stick through his ear. You know, like through like uh, yeah, like a little yeah. twig through his like gauge, like his earring spot. <laughs> so like just to paint a picture of this guy, like a true blue coastal hippie. A real hippie. He had on the back of his shirt, it said, I am space <laughs> on his psychedelic wow. shirt. Wow. And I got so into it. I was like, what a classic shirt. But then he turned around and the front of the shirt said, hello, genius. 
What? Whoa, how complimentary. <laughs> so it was like a challenge. Like it went from being this like open, like egoless, like I'm space to being like, oh, you think you're so smart? <laughs> but I'm space. It changed what? the whole content. It's like, that- hello, genius. I am space. Like, break me down. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is bizarre. It- Man, I think you really overthought that t-shirt. Though. What do you think, hello, genius, <laughs> I am space me? I honestly, I just I probably would not have really gotten that i just would have been like oh whatever to but me yeah, it sounded like a really defensive shirt if anyone but is I'm listening space. to this and has seen this t-shirt before or knows who made it or knows the guy wearing it please reach out over twitter oh and also yeah. make me one of those shirts because yeah. that's my vibe for sure <laughs> i didn't expect it to be this guy's vibe but i want that shirt i'd wear that every damn day okay. <laughs> i did this once where i uh posted online a, <clears throat> a shirt that i found like on a google image search that said big bong theory <laughs> in the Big Bang Theory font, and then it had a bong, and I posted that I wanted it, and then uh, some kids got it for me. <laughs> so get me this other shirt too, please. I guess that's how this works. Yeah, cool. thank you fans for uh, filling out wish requests. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of fans, Everardo has received some texts. Um, yeah, so some keen-eared listeners might remember I accidentally gave out my phone number on a, one of these podcasts, and every few months I will get texts from strangers and I hadn't got one in a while since that was probably a year ago that that happened and then last week I got two in a, like one on Tuesday one on Wednesday uh, from strange the first one is just a nice guy uh, Daniel shout out Daniel if you're listening now uh, he just said how much he enjoys listening to the podcast and like gave a, a nice in-depth analysis of the podcast do you want to wow. hear that it's, sure. he says <laughs> I thought it was very nice. He said, while Andy is the depressed brain and Roly is the corrupt heart of the show, I am certain you are the spleen. Mostly because I have no real idea what your function is. <laughs> you are undervalued, and when you're absent, the dynamic is a lot unhealthier. Wow. Which I, that was high praise oh, for nice. me. Very nice of him. That's a nice bit of praise for him. Wow. And then he, go, he pitched me a, a game idea, which is a little confusing, <laughs> but... Very nice message. Thank you, Daniel. Well, okay, last fun. Just a parting shot on Daniel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the nicest guy who's nice, ever nice existed. Guy, but the for game you. is terrible. Fuck yeah, off. The game sucked. Maybe yeah. we work it and s- send it again. Yeah. But then the next, the very next day, I get a number from Penticton, BC. They sent me an image of this. Oh yeah. Which is oh, I see a, a, a older man, naked man, lifting weights. Lifting weights in his and his, you can see his dick. See his penis. Yeah. He's all red from his exertion. He's lifting a pretty big barbell, free lifting, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, his little dinky is hanging out. And I didn't know what else to say, so I just wrote back, "LOL, nice." Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to Do respond you think to it. That that's like a stock picture, or is it the person who sent? Is that the I I. I assume it's him. not the person who sent it. You don't it. think that's him? My I guess would be that. My guess would be that's him. He's if that's him, it's so much scarier, I think. But if it's like, I think it's not him. I think it's a fan, and he thinks that's the, they think it's a funny, a funny thing to and do. it is a funny thing to do. If you sent that picture, send it, Ev, another one. Yeah. <laughs> you already know the number. We're not giving it away again, yeah. so there's no copycats unless you go back and find the number, which you can. Yeah. Is and that, that number is 416 What are you doing? You're going to get a bunch of those. You're going to have your, you're going to pay over for you. Anyway, Whatever. you're going to get flooded. Anyway, if you're guys. quick enough to catch that. Uh, or, <laughs> yeah. Or if you, yeah, because you can only listen to this once. It's done. That di- it burns like Mission Impossible <laughs> tapes after you listen to it to prevent Andy from being canceled. His hey, most prized fear. I will make myself overly available to anyone who I think might potentially be a fan. <laughs> Fair enough. I, while ignoring my own friends and family. That is, that's a nice flip on the old uh, stalker fan uh, tale that's been told so many times. A uh, guy who's so desperate for fans, he's the weird one. <laughs> we've put this off long enough. It's the segment we've all been waiting for. What's Andy no, been up I've to truly, lately? Like, literally, I honest, it's oh, depressing. Oh, 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 oh. I have not done oh, anything. Oh, oh, oh. The right stuff. So you got that gaming chair probably about two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I resolve this that I hate it. I want to get rid of it. Your chair didn't work. The chair is terrible. The 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 uh, the foam is too hard, and it's I I bought so far. I bought 
three different things for the chair to make it more comfortable. Well, you're just not gaming pad. enough. You got to work that in. Are you yeah. gaming too much? Well, I did play. I I, I will say I played a, a, a Dungeon Dragons last night, so that was fun with my <laughs> a Dungeon Dragons. <laughs> no, who I, are you? What a, is a this? game of Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> a Dungeon Dragons. You no, sound like a very you sound like Betty White saying the internets. <laughs> Because some old, some, some young dragons? writer thought it would be funny coming out <laughs> right, of I mouth. played a game of Dungeons and Dragons over the internet with my friends in Halifax. That's Ooh. what I did last night. Now, do people in the East Coast play Dungeons and Dragons a little bit differently than we do out here in Ontario? <laughs> yeah, tell us how, Eddie. Tell us the difference. No, like, is, is a kitchen party? What? Like, is that part of a kitchen party? Everyone's rolling their twenty-sided <laughs> dice and. Yeah. No, we were all we were all no. That's not what we we just play Dungeons and Dragons. We all sit around. Well, we, we do it on the internet, so we have like eight people and there's like eight different screens and a Google. Are you skyping? Yeah, we're well, we're Google, Google Hangout. Google Hangout. You're a Google man. There's like nine nine people play wow. playing. It was uh, and it's the same campaign that we played or they've been playing for since 1995. Wow, is that like Google Before, gave you this? Uh, gift basket to thank you for keeping Google Plus alive. <laughs> yeah, Being the only Google one Plus is way better than Facebook, and I do not understand why they like people did not I'm get sure on board it with it. Better, it's better. It's all integrated. We should up. just all focus on one company. There should just be Google, yeah. and then uh, just Netflix and Amazon. That's it. Oh, he's always oh, coming out against Disney. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, don't like actually, Disney no, Plus. I like this. What is the Facebook one with the Muppets? Uh, Facebook Portal or something, where the Muppets are uh, doing ads for like it's Facebook has its own like Skype or Google Hangout thing. Really? Yeah, and Kermit's voice does not sound natural. I mean, it hasn't <laughs> sounded good since Mr. Henson died, but it sounds especially weird right now. Oh yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. selling out. Yeah, There's something going away. <laughs> Hey, this is Kermit. You should use Facebook Portal. (laughs) And he keeps saying cha-ching at the end. Cha-ching, it's me, Kermit. Cha-ching. Says it at the beginning and the end. Um, Like a sir, yes, sir in the army. Andy. Yes. Who's your favorite Muppet of all time? Kermit. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Kermit. I don't, I don't know why I asked that because I don't care. Now, what? Yeah, who gives a you shit? You played a Dungeon Dragons. I played um, a Dungeon Dragons, yes. It's, you played, it's nine people. It's nine, not, it's, nine separate windows. Yeah, it's nine separate windows. Wow. What's, give Ish. us an update. What's your character? How oh. are you doing in the game? Oh, God. Um, I don't pay as that much attention. What? You don't even Wait. know who your character is? Well, my character's <laughs> name is... you just hang out and chirp? Well, I just... Uh, yeah, I usually just play Hearthstone in the background and I'll throw a fireball now and then. But um, my, my name is William Benjamin and I am... Uh, we're <laughs> going after... Just a guy? Yeah! No, William this is a post-apocalypse. Benjamin. It's not like fucking Dungeons and Dragons where everyone's wizards and shit, although I can shoot fireballs. But it's supposed to be kind of realistic. I oh, so, oh re- so you're just a post-apocalyptic guy who can shoot fireballs. You're yeah. not a wizard. Yeah, we're not wizards. He's a guy with sorcery powers. Yeah. He's not a and nerd. I, and I do have a robot <laughs> a robot familiar that I just got last night. A really, familiar? Yeah. Like, is he, like, suck on a, like, back tit of yours? No. What? No, he's just a little guy, like a like a floating guy, like kind of like an R2, a floating R2. How do you feed him? How do you give him what he wants? We don't know yet. I just got him. You got to get, you got to grow a back tit. Wait, I'm not and he's going to dock on it and Suck it dry. His, his name's Data. Wait, and your Data. character has sex with of, this guy? What? Does a your familiar, character have no, sex he's with a, this guy? Do you know what a familiar is? No. It's like a cat to a, <laughs> a witch. Fuck, yeah, it's like a cat oh. to a witch. It's, but it doesn't have to be a cat. It can be any like animal or smaller but type of But oftentimes in war, the witch has a little nipple on her back, and then she <laughs> feeds... The familiar through it, her poison milk, and that's how she keeps them kind of hallucinating, like Ooh, like a like a okay. hypnotic, oh, you like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My eyes connection. just uh, got wide. <laughs> yeah, they just turn into Sailor Moon spirals. Like, I guess way I only know familiars from their other term, pets. That's what I would call them. A pet. Yeah, but you treat this pet. It's a more of a magic. And pet. also, familiars but, can use can can often transform into different things. Sometimes Ooh. a witch can turn into. Okay. This, does this... your pet ever do your bidding, Everardo? <laughs> yeah, this thing does Andy's bidding. <clears throat> yeah, like I, I mean, if, yeah. Well, you, I have I... trained some uh, gerbils to uh, up the price <laughs> on eBay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got some biddings going on for for my Christmas shopping, but uh, that's good. Yeah. This game sounds like it's a knockoff of several uh, popular uh, games. Uh, knockoff a little bit of Super Mario. Yeah. You're running around shooting fireballs a little bit. Knockoff of Star Wars. You have an R2-D2, you said. I mean, uh, it's, it's A little just... bit knockoff of Transformers. Transformers? <laughs> you said that your uh, thing can transform into different Well, no, I don't know yet. I just, You're facing I just multiple got lawsuits. him, and I don't really know much about, about him. All I know okay. is that... 
I call them Data and D for Star short. Trek as well. D for short, yes, Star Trek. <laughs> we call them D, yeah, and D, we fought some cool. snakes and some some glowy things, and then uh, what and the then hell? It's what a the big, hell? it's a hodgepodge of stuff. You're making me feel like I don't understand Dungeons and Dragons at <laughs> well, all. Well, honestly, just I just a guy in is... the future yeah. with a robot familiar fighting Dungeons snakes. Dungeons and Dragons can be whatever you want. Okay, it can be anything you want. It doesn't, it doesn't love, have to be, be fun. Passion. Well, no, it is fun. <laughs> the problem with this is it's three. It's three point five. It's like Dungeons three point five. It's like the most complicated Dungeons and Dragons. These guys have been playing for twenty fucking years. The most complicated version is three point five. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Th- third edition, at like uh, 3.5 edition. Yeah, I've seen the- Lion King one and a half. I get point no, it's five. It's the most complicated <laughs> this one. This is you're following side characters like Timon and Pumbaa. And then what happened with Dungeons & Dragons, like level four, like or four, fourth version, they they, 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 they fucked it up. So then they made a fifth version uh-huh. and no one liked it. So then it turned into... Anyway, it's a complicated thing. Can I ask a question what? about Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. Is the CEO of is it like TSR? Is that who I owns think it? So. Is the CEO of Dungeons and Dragons a billionaire? I think so. Lives like a flashy lifestyle. I mean, I, I think they make a lot of money. I'm right. pretty sure. All right. Yeah, he I drives mean, around in a twenty-sided convertible. <laughs> yeah, his hot young wife has a twenty-sided. You guys bosom. have all played Dungeons and Dragons before. Don't pretend like I'm some I've fucking nerd. I've actually never. I've literally I'd never played to. it either, and I've also always wanted to. I'd love to, but, but I never. What like, you're describing is weird to me. It yeah. is weird. It's different. Like it depends. Some people actually like play their roles, but we just. I mean, I we don't really. I mean, some people kind of talk like them a little bit, but it's not. I know people who fucking dress up and shit. It's too much. Wow. I yeah. think I'm uh, too dumb for board games. Too what? dumb. No, like I always like uh, forget to pay attention to the rules or how to play, <laughs> and then I get bored halfway through. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're know. not a board game cafe kind of guy? I'm not a board game cafe <laughs> guy. You're not going to Snakes and Lattes? <laughs> I never understood. It was so popular. I never really liked the Snakes and Lattes thing. Because yeah. I thought board games were a reason to... To like go to a friend's place and, and hang right. out, but no, no one fucking does that in Toronto. I, I think to, I do understand it. That. Is that most people live in like shitty windowless basement apartments in Toronto that yeah, you can't really wild. have a lot of people over. Yeah. So, so you're not a fan of uh, hungry, hungry lattes. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a fan of a trivial per latte. latte. I, I would like to be more interesting. <laughs> I'm trying my best to come up with others, but uh, cards against hard. lattes. <laughs> cards against huge. Uh, man's teas, teas, <laughs> human tea, human tea. Snakes no, and lattes is a really good pun. It's great. It works. People it love it. only it works depresses. for Canadians. They don't call it snakes and ladders outside of Canada. Oh, they don't. They call it shoots and ladders. D- oh. So you really got to do some work if you're from out of town <laughs> to understand why snakes and then what this other part is. Did you Did you know that this was the first board game cafe in the world? Snakes and lattes. What? Yeah. Wow. The, like the one in Toronto up on Bloor Street. You guys don't give a shit. I would love to see you guys don't fucking care. A CBC documentary about the guys who are like, we got to do something with our lives. We got to make a board game cafe. Yeah. This, having a eureka moment as their head is being flushed down the toilet <laughs> in high school. That's a big thing. These these are huge. They're all over. I know a friend who, or someone who came from Australia to work at Snakes and Lattes because oh, they love board boy. games so much. Yeah. Imagine being in a a board game cafe and then you also have to deal with an Australian person (laughs) have you ever wanted boring Whistler (laughs) Whistler minus all that pesky skiing I hope Australians take it over I hope it becomes the new hostel what'll it be today clay or is that how they would say clay Clay. (laughs) monopoly (laughs) they call that own it all own it all own it all Monopoly, man. It's own it all. Um, well, that's fun. Uh, we had some good riffing on snakes and lattes there. there you if go. you've got some good uh, board game cafe pun <laughs> names, we're going to open one. So if we get a good enough name, share them with us. So we'll open our own board game cafe. Ev, come up with a board game cafe name. You got three, two, <laughs> one. I call it the boarding house. Oh, oh Jesus. Kinda good. Ooh, that's that's really good. Yeah. Would it be decorated to look like 
like a Victorian boarding house for for little boys where they yes. get abused and, <laughs> and uh, the, don't see their parents. <laughs> uh, the there would be a prefect who would be kind of like the manager uh, right. of the of the cafe. Right, and if they lose a game, they get their knuckles whipped with <laughs> yeah. a the pointer from the chalkboard from the days when chalkboards had pointers. And they can only play serious games. No fun. No none of these crazy games like like Harry Potter, Clue, or stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got to be original Clue. It's got to be the original Clue. We're not doing like '90s Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're doing no original. You got to know these '50s like a, references. Trivial Pursuit. Is there a cutoff for a year or something like that? Or you're just talking about like old school Monopoly? Like, is there a just the original, the classics? We'll we'll play like um, backgammon. Oh, that's Remember nice. Backgammon. Ooh. Yeah. yeah stuff like Parcheesi. that. Stuff like that. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. I remember the uh, Weird Al song, Baby Got Backgammon. <laughs> you guys remember that? I remember that, yes. You guys like that? Uh, that yeah, how does it go again? I like big games. <laughs> and I cannot lie. I think Weird Al must be the most uh, versatile mu- musician of all time, if you think about it. Uh, in he- what way? Because he can do any style of music. Yeah, and he's, I agree. He's done every yeah. style of music. I think he's done all the different songs. I've seen, I've seen three of his concerts live. Wow. And he just goes for it. He, he can he do just, country, rap. Pop, I liked him so rock. much more than like I saw Radiohead. I was like, fuck this. Okay. Who cares? <laughs> okay. Who cares about fucking Radiohead. You didn't like Karma Police? I mean, no, I love Radiohead. Like, I love them, but I saw him in concert. It was kind of boring. Bit, but all right, okay, sorry. Why did you like Weird Al's cover, Big Pharma Police? Yeah, <laughs> the only song where he's the only song in his catalog where he's pro Big Pharma, <laughs> trying to dispel a lot of the rumors. Didn't he do also a parody of uh, Fitter Happier called uh, Farter Stinkier? Yeah, remember that? That came out just after OK Computer, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did do that, <laughs> he did do that. Yeah, I just remembered that. Yeah, that's that cool. Good yeah, that's good. Farter, stinky. <laughs> Eating more beans, <laughs> less productive. Okay, so here's the deal for anyone listening. We have been reading pieces of this horrible script that Ev was asked to rewrite years ago. It was written by an Italian man, and it is a crime. <laughs> Every page of this is a certified crime. Uh Definitely, like, in the real sense. Um, It's about a bunch of young women, teens, who are at a modeling agency, and there's so many of them, and all of them are so... They are all described as having a perfect body, except one is described, she's the curveball, as being curvy. Uh, And then one lady's old, but she, in her backstory, once had a perfect body. (laughs) Uh, We still haven't figured out quite what the plot is, and we don't know who the main character we're supposed to focus on is. It's so many names. Um, Okay, well, the... Going with the next scene, we've read the first two scenes of the first episode. Yeah, and that, that took a while. And it took to a the while. point where I feel like <laughs> Stefan is going to cut it down. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That that second scene was admittedly quite dry. Um, I think this next scene is when we really start to get to know the the characters, and we we realize that Sybil is the main character we're supposed to follow. Okay, Sybil. So I think this is the scene where Sybil and her roommate, we kind of get to, they get to know each other a little bit. Okay. We could read it. It, it seems like How it's long is the scene? Pages. Oh my God. Okay, well. But we'll cut the stage directions, I think. Or like, uh, we'll. Let's read, around. let's say this. Let's read a page. Let's read a page. And see how that feels. Okay, well, yeah, let's do that. That sounds Okay, what good. page are we going let's to? Let's go to page nine here. Page nine. Um. Okay, so yeah, basically where we're at is uh, we met Sybil at the doctor. Yeah. Uh, the doctor is worried that she's too skinny. Okay. I told her to eat more spaghetti. Oh, the classic thing the doctors do. Yeah. <laughs> so then, then we met all the, the students briefly at the, at the school and their teacher, Mathilde. Uh, now, so now we're uh, going to meet Sybil, which is a Canadian girl, at her home. Okay, and I'll yeah I'll I'll do this I'll cruise through these stage stage directions so quick. We're in Milan, 
Interior, a residence apartment of Sybil and Lucrezia. It's the living room evening. In the apartment of the residence, there are Sybil and Lucrezia seats facing each other in the small corner sofa leaning on the window from which you can see the city. On one side, we see a small kitchen area, and on the other side, we see an open door from which we can see two beds. Sybil is wearing panties and t-shirt, and Lucrezia only her panties, holding their mobile phones for texting. Sybil says, slightly annoyed. All right, I'll, yeah, I'll be Sybil here. Okay. Uh, nothing. They forgot about me. And you? Lucrezia is focused on reading a text message. She's bored. Oh, it's me? Yeah. It's always him. When I was in Venice, he didn't care about me. Now he sent me messages all day long. Maybe he has lots of free time. <laughs> but what is doing in life? Lucrezia puts her mobile phone on the other side of the couch. It's so rich, and I didn't understand what he wants. He held me on his lap when I was a child. Sybil puts her mobile phone on the table in front of the couch. Then it's a father's love. Maybe. Never mind. What do you say if we try to look for the charisma going out to dinner? Sybil gets up <laughs> towards the door of the bedroom. I have offered to serve cocktails from 10 to 2 in the morning in a bar. They pay me a little, but it's better than nothing. We will have to eat something, and then maybe we will meet the charisma, as Matilde says. I forget what that means. Lucrezia <laughs> follows her to the bedroom, taking off her shirt. What's the charisma? The, the charisma? I think the charisma means, like, pizzazz, I yeah, guess. No, remember, like, he, remember, remember she's like, you guys have to go out and figure out how to be charismatic. Okay. That's yeah, like, so that, was, the that was their yeah, homework assignment. What does charisma okay. mean? It Which reads, I think means pizzazz for a model. So crucially right, in I this guess. scene, Lucrezia is taking off her shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I uh, hope for, sorry. This reads like it was written by Google Translate. <laughs> I think it honestly was. <laughs> I hope for you isn't the usual place where they want also mes massage. <laughs> <laughs> because there's not charisma, neither a little. Meanwhile, tonight's the problem is solved. We can go to the Blue Monkey Bar, where a friend of mine gave me an appointment, and he will be there with a friend of his. Maybe they will invite us for dinner. It sounds like the way young women talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get ready for the Blue Monkey Bar, and charisma can wait. Lucrezia disappears into the bedroom. <laughs> Oh, that was a tasty scene. All right. So that's a little bit more. That's not the scene that I thought. Of. I thought we were going to get into uh, their backstory, but I guess we'll have to wait until well, next week. Unfortunately, no. If someone else had control over these scripts and dictated what we had to read, so <laughs> and you're telling me out just, of your hands. To be clear, this is written by an Italian gentleman. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this was written by an elderly Italian man. Huh? And my job. <laughs> This, this scene, we kind of got to see a little bit of the stuff that I was tasked to do, tone down the sexiness, and also increase the technology, or modernize right. it. Right. So, so instead you, of you act, this is you actually worked on that, or no? This is this this is this is the original untouched version. <laughs> this okay. is raw. This is the raw version. Yeah. But I would take this scene and I would say maybe she instead of Lucrezia is only wearing panties, I'd say Lucrezia is wearing pajamas. Yeah. Instead, right. you know? And then maybe at the end, Lucrezia doesn't need to take off her shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and instead of like mobile phone, I'd say like iPhone. Right. So then, like, right. Very different. Very different. Yeah. Right. Okay. Just kind of modern. Your brand loyal. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was fun. Now let's skip ahead to our second favorite fucking thing. <laughs> Let me. Oh wait, I wanted to say this first. As an Italian man yourself, Mike Bertuzzi. Yeah. Um, hey. How do you relate to the stereotypes of your people that may or may not have been uh, <sighs> present in the scripts we just read? Well, I think it's pretty accurate because we don't know how to uh, speak properly. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Coming out swinging. Okay. Good. Good it's say. a good thing you are Italian. You are actually Italian. <laughs> and when we converse, we don't um, sort of answer... Uh, you know, in a logical way, our, you know, the person we're talking to, we don't respond in a way that connects to anything they have just said. Right. We just say separate thoughts to each other. Right. Yeah. And if someone puts their mobile phone on the back of the couch, yeah. you got to put yours at the front. Yeah. And you, you always take your shirt off at the end of a conversation. <laughs> yeah. At the end of a short conversation. You're often in your back. panties. Yes. Okay. Now let's cruise ahead to our final segment of the podcast. It is Everardo's Trivia. The All only right. trivia game where it's sometimes not trivia. <laughs> sometimes it's just Ev doing a thing he wants us to hear. <laughs> I th I'm pretty sure this is trivia. Okay. Um, 
but it will not be multiple choice, just open-ended. Uh, this is called Name That Flick. And you will... <laughs> Jesus. Great. Great. All right. So I am going to read you a user-submitted review from an Amazon Prime user. Mm-hmm. And you have to... I'll read you the review and how many stars, and you have to guess what movie they could possibly be talking oh, about. Oh, I love this. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So okay. whoever gets it, just, Do we buzz just in call or it, it out. Is it, uh, just like... Call just it say out, it. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. All so first to, one. We all have to buzz in with our individualized yodel. <laughs> okay. Uh, a little okay. Yelp. A little yelp. First review. This is a one-star review. Mm. My little rat children rented this movie without my permission. Rat children. <laughs> what could this be? That's it. That's all you're giving us. <laughs> Hey, so, so this a, is what the the Amazon uh, Amazon right. reviewer. Wrote. <laughs> so it's a dicey movie. Okay. It's a it's a it's a maybe a sexy. Oh movie. yeah, it's a one star, and if this gives you any hint, maybe it's from June 2019. 2019. So it's, uh, my little rat children rented oh. this movie without my permission. Oh. Um. Fuck. Mm. Is it a? Uh, it's a, so it's a new movie maybe. Um. Wii U. <laughs> uh, the only movie that's it, coming to mind is Showgirls. Uh, it is not Showgirls, but close. It's not new. Showgirls <laughs> isn't new. Oh, it's not close. It's uh, close in that it starts with an S. Oh, what a weird... <laughs> the Simpsons movie. Uh, honestly, closer. Should I just reveal this one? No, yeah, right, Andy, take, you can Andy, guess. Take, one take guess. a crack. It's closer to the Simpsons movie. It starts in with an S. Something in the movie that this is... A review for is kind of similar to a joke in the Simpsons. The dangle movies. coming out. Stand by me. Oh, very close. You it never is... see anyone's dangle and stand by <laughs> no, me. No, you kind of they, ta- they they talk about it with he's he's got a, he's got the thing on his dick. He's got what? the you don't, you don't remember that when they see the dead body. It was a leech. Oh, no, a leech on his penis. Oh yeah. It was Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh no. My little rat <laughs> children rented this without. I was gonna say Ratatouille. That would have been even yeah. closer. But yeah. Because the rat thing. But he, that yeah. would have been kind of like <laughs> kind a, of a fun... trick question. Okay, yeah. this one... But that's a fun Why movie. would he call his kids rats for renting I'll, that? Uh, okay, this one has three <laughs> reviews. Maybe this will give you... And it's an older movie. Okay. Right. Three one-star reviews. I'm going to read them all. Not relevant to the type of consultive selling I do whatsoever. Wow. Second <laughs> review. I'm in sales, <laughs> and I hate salesmen that lie. Third review. Old school sales. Preferred seeing something that will help me sell now. I think I know what this is. Wow, I know Boss this Baby? Boss Close. Baby. Close. <laughs> this is Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. It is Glenn yeah. Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh. Some people thought, I guess it was a sales training <laughs> DVD. I don't know. Wow. David Mamet has a thing or two to learn about how to train uh, new salesmen. <laughs> <laughs> Second place will never get you snake, steak knives in this economy. So Rolly has taken the lead in the game. What? Come on, Ev. <laughs> What's All right, third, uh, third review. The review is titled, Everything Has Superpowers. And that, this is the review. Every character seemed to have a crazy superpower. One star. Wow. Oh, Marvel's uh, Endgame. This is Breakfast Club. Ding, ding, ding. Andy got it right. Endgame. Oh. Oh, right. right. <laughs> wow. That's okay. their review. Uh, Moonlight? <laughs> yeah. The powers come from within. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were Matt, the one star that everyone had a crazy superpower in Endgame. Imagine wow. feeling These tricked. Are fake reviews, I feel like. What? These are They fake. may be fake. Yeah. But, uh, here, okay, here's one. Uh, one star. Superman would kill both of these boneheads. Boneheads. Uh, Freddy and Jason would never stand a chance against the Man of Steel. And there's a bit of a hint for what movie this is. Superman reviewing. versus uh, Predator. What was the movie? <laughs> Kramer <laughs> versus Kramer. <laughs> Close. Have you guys seen the new Kramer versus Kramer? It's bad. It's Michael Richards. <laughs> Doing the character he made famous post-Kramer, his set. His stand-up, uh, stand-up set. That's, that's that character. And there's two of them. Does it have a scene where Seinfeld was on Letterman and May, and they Skyped Kramer in to apologize? Yeah. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable movie. Stop that's... laughing. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. It's not funny that Kramer is racist. <laughs> That was my favorite. <laughs> he said the word. Oh, he said the word. The, the word? Uh, yeah. I'm scolding an audience. <laughs> laughing at him. Jerry, I'm sorry for what I said. <laughs> 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 
You ever have those friends who <laughs> embarrass you every step of the way? <laughs> I've got one friend who... Boop, and that's not even the end of it. Looks like you won the second contest. <laughs> um... Yeah, that was Freddy versus Jason. Right. <laughs> now Freddy versus Jason. Yep. All right, let's just get to the last Does one. Does Robert England here. still play Freddy, or has he been retired? Uh, I think Freddy I versus know. Jason, the movie I saw, is just uh, it's Freddy Prince Jr. and Jason Biggs <laughs> competing for stud of the 90s. <laughs> is that the movie you're referring to? Because I agree, Superman could kill either of those chumps. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Jason's Special appearance from a uh, in a hockey mask. <laughs> Yeah. Freddy comes in, he's like, I was gonna eat that. <laughs> I like all that. Alright, final one. Uh one star review. Uh the review is titled The Cabal's Favorite Movie. And the review says, A perfect example of Hillary Clinton and her practices. This is supposed to be family friendly, but it is by far the opposite. It is a cheeky way for them to expose you to child sacrifice for their gain of power. These people are sick. Holy shit. What movie could that be referring to? Mm, I will give you a hint. It's not a new movie. It's not um, a new movie. Maybe a beloved childhood movie. The Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, child no. sacrifice. Pizza. Clint- sacrifice to the machine. I think it's in the I'm 90s because sure. I said Clinton. Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Child sacrifice. It is what? a 90s movie. Child yeah. sacrifice. Temple of Doom. Uh, that's, nine, that's not 90s. <laughs> it's, it's earlier. Um... <sighs> The Golden Child. No. No, there's no sacrifice there. That's the romp. I thought there was a bit of a sec. No, I guess not. Oh, maybe, there's yeah. a child in there. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll give you a hint. It is a Halloween movie. A child sacrifice at Halloween. The Craft. Oh, Ooh, is close. it The Craft? Sim- close. The Coven Girls. Is it The Skulls? Because I was going to say that right away. The, cla- the Craft is, is close. Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Uh, the faculty. <laughs> uh, I bet. The does, witch- it, does it have the at the beginning? I know what you did no. last time. No, it doesn't have the the. the Scream. W- witches, girls. Witches. The witches. Similar. The Close. witches. The witchcraft people. Witchcraft. Is it the witches? Is it Roald Dahl's is... the witches? Witchcraft the movie. It is close. Witches is very, very close. It's, it's a kids movie with child sacrifice and witches in it. Fuck. Oh, what the fuck on. is it, Everardo? <laughs> Stop fucking around. Should Just I reveal the, the answer? Movie. It is. Yes. Hocus Pocus. Oh, Hocus Pocus. I never would have guessed that. Was that Bette Midler? Yeah, Bette Midler and a young uh, Sarah, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker. Parker. Yeah, and all that Clinton stuff. And uh, yeah, the Clint- <laughs> secretly, <laughs> I guess the Clintons were using <laughs> it to that. brainwash children. So. Not a coincidence that when I, whenever I hear uh, either of the Clintons talk to me, that's just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. Oh. <laughs> the spell they're trying to do on the masses. I'm a Trump guy. But more than that, I'm a Cheney guy. <laughs> well, another successful <clears throat> game. Probably won't be making a comeback anytime soon. I love that game. So who, love won? That game. who won the game? Was uh, it? Rolly. I think okay. Rolly. Actually, Rolly and Andy tied. tied with Should one we point. do a tiebreaker? Yeah, let's do a tiebreaker. <laughs> oh, no. One star. The review is no boobs. Oh, Jesus. Dude. Trailer no Park boobs. Boys movie 2. No, so but it is. After uh, the sponging of the Ivan Reitman. The third Reitman. movie in a franchise. Oh, American Pie 3. Mm-mm. Fuck. Um, Iron Man 3. Someone who's disappointed they're not getting boobs, it's gotta be fucking boobs only <laughs> part three. Boob Island 3. <laughs> Boob Island part three. <laughs> it is, uh, or Mike, do you want to take a... Hangover 3. Oh. No, it is... Famous uh, words boobs. This is hard. This... It's not B-movie 3, because no one would expect <laughs> boobs. Closer to B-movie than any other guess. Is it animated? It is animated. What? Boobs? Cool World 3? <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a Ralph Bakshi smutty animated movie? Like a heavy metal kind of... No, it is a movie that you'd be like, yeah, why would there anyone expect there to be boobs in it? Aladdin 3. Is it mm. Disney? Sponge it's not boobs. Disney. Square not Disney. Pants. Sponge, Sponge boobs. Boob. Pants. Tent pants. I think in this movie they do go to a beach. So maybe that's where the expectation of boobs, bikinis. A beach. Um, This is so hard. I thought you said it was going to be easy. (laughs) Yeah, these are incredibly difficult. I guess what I meant is the review is short. Easy Easy for you. (laughs) Easy for me to read. People were mad that there weren't boobs in a cartoon franchise. Uh, Monsters, Inc.? No, it's not. Minions? It's not not Disney. Disney. Toy Story. What is it? It is Hotel Transylvania 3. What the fuck? Okay, all right. I don't know why. You win. So, tiebreaker uh, goes to the house. (laughs) Yo, you win. (laughs) You win. (laughs) All right. Well, that's a good job, Ev. 
Because um, there are lots of boobs in Hotel Transylvania 1. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah. That's why yeah. this guy was so mad. <laughs> uh, listen, I get it. Animated or not, if you're watching an Adam Sandler movie, you're probably expecting at least a hint of boob. Yeah, almost- at least Rob Schneider's ac- ass crack with nipples drawn on it. <laughs> <laughs> drawn on both cheeks. And then he turns around and does a dicey accent. <laughs> Don't look at that. <laughs> Well, Mike Bertuzzi, it's been so great having you. Hey, it's been a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having oh, that's me. It's the most Italian hey. thing you've said. <laughs> <laughs> the only you did, thing. You did, a, you did a Fonzie thumbs up when you said it, too. Hey. Yeah. No, it's been wonderful to be here. Uh, I'd like to come back again whenever you have room. Uh, thank you. Um, we are going to be sticking around for Silent Bob's funeral. He is tapping his watch impatiently. So if you want to stick around for that, please do. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's created a casket and the shell of the egg is there. And then also above the casket is a photo of Andy <laughs> greedily eating the eggs, which God. he took surreptitiously. Well, which is gross because it means I ate a fertilized egg, which is disgusting. Basically, I ate <laughs> yeah, a it fucking fetus. I, I think he has to fertilize them. Who knows no, how that's it works? Not, uh, we don't know how silent bobs are grown, really. Okay, all right. And if you want to check out a, a very funny Toronto comedian whose voice you might recognize <laughs> if you hear it again, uh, being coy for no reason, please check out Mike Balazzo. He's literally one of the funniest people in the country. Um, you can find him on Twitter at at mbalazzo. That's B-A-L-A-Z-O. Uh, you can also listen to his amazing podcast. Did I do that right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Mike Bertuzzi knows about him. Uh, you can also listen to his amazing podcast, Landlord and Tenant, which you can find in his Twitter bio or anywhere that you find podcasts where he and James Hartnett play a landlord and a tenant, <laughs> which is a premise right up our alley. We love this. Um, we love you, Andy. Yeah, love you too, Dad. And I love you, all listeners. Send your nudes to Everardo. You can hear that. You can hear the phone number in this message. He loves it. He loves anything. And if you're mean to him, he'll take that too. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Ever wonder where actors really go inside their minds? Or maybe just what the difference is between being depressed and being an asshole? I'm Kaylee Legrand. And I'm Tanya Bevan. And if you have similar shower thoughts, listen to us knuckleheads. And we're totally not okay. But that's okay. A podcast about the intersection between mass media culture and mental health. Come check us out. 